Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. 80% of the energy and frustration and time is spent leading up to usually solving the actual problem. That's the good news. If you know that solving any problem is 90% set up and 10% payoff, then you can look to see, okay, how am I resisting the process? Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. When you identify the thing that's really causing a problem in your life or business, it's usually not very difficult to solve. But many of us waste time and money barking up the wrong tree because there's some uncomfortable aspect of reality that we're trying to avoid. However, all the effort we put into avoiding reality causes disproportionately more discomfort than just looking at reality in the face and accepting the truth, however difficult that may be. So consider this episode your invitation to stop resisting the process and start solving real problems before they eat away at your life or business. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that, with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. It's making me want to go back in time and look at some of the times when I saw the been so committed to not seeing a problem that I spent a lot of time and money solving the wrong problem. Yes. And really those problems and all that energy and money that really a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> process. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's thank you for bringing that because that's another great way of succinctly talking about what happens, not just your own grief and, and frustration, but yeah, you'll you'll bark up the wrong tree. You know, it happened um, when my shoulder was frozen. I mean, frozen shoulders are notoriously difficult to to deal with, and there's not a lot of great information about it in the world. And Western medicine is pretty clueless about it. You know, they'll send you to surgery eventually. You know, I went to massage therapist, to acupuncturist, to chiropractor, to blah blah blah, and then finally, I found this orthopedic massage guy who literally made it better in 20 minutes. Not permanently, there was work to do, but I didn't want to believe that it was a rotator cuff problem. That was part of the thing. So I was trying to solve other problems. Oh, I tore my... I mean, the pain was in the anterior deltoid. That's It wasn't a rotator cuff issue, or so I thought. And he took 10 minutes with it and says, oh, it's a rotator cuff. And that's like, in my mind, like, ah, rotator cuff, does that mean I need surgery? Like, you know, I've known people with Rotator cuff surgeries and your shoulders never the same. And oh no no, we can fix this, no problem. And uh, that was probably what was unconsciously causing me to do that. But yeah, and you could write a whole book about the concept of solving the wrong problem. I mean, that's what you're doing usually before you actually solve the problem. You're not usually doing nothing. You're working on something, right? 
you're trying hard at something. Solving, you know, I, I can't tell you how many businesses I've seen that are trying to grow, 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 top line, top line, top line, and their expenses are completely mismanaged. And the way to solve their P&L problem is to pour more money into it. Well, what is that? That's like pouring more water into a leaky bucket. Right? We need more water. We need more water. Well, what about fixing the holes in the bucket? What holes? There's no holes here. We just need more water. You know, big businesses, $20, $30 million a year businesses do these kinds of things. I remember I had a construction management company that did 12, 13, 14 million a year. By the time I was done with them, they were doing $20 million a year. And the frustration was uh, not enough profits. We did some, dig, did some digging there and found out that the project managers, because they didn't do any of their own construction work, um, they were subbing it all out. So the project managers would hire subcontractors to do all the work. And what we found out was the project managers were hiring people that they wanted to hire, people they liked, people they liked working with, and they weren't really doing bids at all. So uh, in the, they started out wanting more money, bigger jobs, raise top line revenue. But instead, he just incentivized the project managers and said, for any job you do, if your... I forget what it was, the variable costs. If your, your variable costs are below 55%, for every, uh, every percentage point below that 55%, you get each of those percentage points, whatever it ends up being. Which translated into you know five ten thousand dollars per percentage point. Guess what? Their profits went way up in about six weeks. <laughs> they didn't have to get any new work. Problem solved. And that's the thing. The funny thing is, when you finally get to what the problem really is, it's easy to solve. You know, my new batteries are coming tomorrow. And I, I also imagine that the labor was really expensive. No, it just takes them a couple of hours and it's done. I can't, I can't wait to see what I'm going to be capable of <laughs> now that this like six month old problem is going away. I may enlighten. <laughs> I mean, I'm really anticipating. I, I can already feel the relief and it hasn't even happened yet. So, you know. 80% of the energy and frustration and time is spent leading up to usually solving the actual problem, often more. So it's just a lot of setup before that last 10 or 20% payoff. That's the good news. And so if you know this, if you know that solving any problem is 90% setup and 10% payoff, then you can look to see, okay, how am I resisting the process? What, what possible solutions are there that I'm not open to? Classic example is holding on to an employee that should have been fired years ago. That's one of the most common ones I see. Where people see letting that person go because they've been there from the beginning or they're your brother-in-law's, son-in-law's, cousin-in-law, whatever... They're not doing their job. It's the most common one. And they, those people become like keystones that when you remove them, the whole thing collapses in a good way. But 
What if, so what if we could look at the most painful last resort that inevitably ends up being the right answer? What if we could really consider that from the very beginning? If six months ago, I had thought, well, it certainly makes sense to call a solar engineer and pay him 100 bucks to test the batteries, even though I'm sure they couldn't be dying because they're only six years old, but I'll just do the due diligence precisely because I'm afraid that might be the case. Precisely because of that. Oh, man, I would have had a very different winner. I mean, I almost want to cry when I think about if I'd done that. That would have been an act of self-love. But no, I had to fight the idea of having to spend 15 grand and suffer because my father taught me that suffering builds character and he still shovels snow at the ripe age of, he'll be 80 in May. He still shovels snow because that's what you do in New England, damn it. It makes you strong. That's why it was such a big deal moving to Hawaii. When, when I thought to do that, I immediately felt resistance. Maybe I'll just move to Maui for a while. And then I heard the voices of my parents, my father judging me for how soft I am and my mother thinking like I should be a doctor or a lawyer or a professor or something, something she can understand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even really understand what I do. I can't can't expect them to. Eskimos? So yes, they say in Buddhism, uh, selling water by the river. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. But what is that? That's just a metaphor. (laughs) There's a big demand for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious, Kurt. You're right. There is. Yeah. That adds something really terrific. makes me feel better about it. (laughs) Hey, that's what people want. Yeah. They don't want to drink from, they don't want to drink it themselves. I will sell them the water by the river. Yeah with a coupon that says f- more free at the Riverside. Right, with a little voucher. You could have it all in three months or less. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody have any other insights about like, what is, what is your dead batteries? The thing you don't want to face. Like in my case where you have a shared ownership. So you, it's, you don't have the mobility to make the movement or be, you could be decided, but you still have to sort of bring people along. Yeah. How do you then, without, without being detrimental to the business, take them to their pain faster? Uh, yeah. Um, you study Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you have a, it's a, it's, you know, I keep, you know, you bring this up in different ways, Angel. And, and I think the, um, you know, what life is inviting you to learn is the the art of rhetoric, the art of persuasive speech, the art of turning pain points up on people. You know, like uh, the the better you get at that skill of going right up to the point of scaring someone and not doing that, but helping them to see what they don't want to see. That's an art. You know, that's what mediators are really good at. Lawyers, therapists, as many coaches. I mean, that, that's a skill and that's an art. And you can spend your whole life getting better at that. And I would say that's what life is saying there is for you to learn. Get really good at it. You know, how, how, Do you have the skill and ability to go right up to the edge of where if you went 5% more, he'd get pissed off and you don't go that far? Uh, clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought I did. I do not. Yeah. I thought I did though. Yeah. I thought I did. It's going to be a mess for a while, right? So you learn how to read, you know, it's just one person, but it's, it's, uh, it's going to be applicable to lots of people. Learn what, what are the... He tell? actually, he used that adjective that you do, rhetoric, not in a positive way. Well, yeah, it has a negative. Describe, right. Yeah. To describe what I was... Well, the first thing mouth. I would, the first thing I would say is get really good at the art of question asking. Because if he if he accused you of spouting rhetoric in that way, then you were probably telling, not asking. Yeah, yeah. I had an interesting. You know, I've been doing that more often lately. It's becoming very fun for me to do, but I think from a mischievous place, not necessarily from a curious place. Yeah. So it, <laughs> I get it. I, I get the mischievous I place. Yeah, the devious yep. kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Just, what ends up happening is. The positive side to this is that we're fighting. Like, I won't get silent treatment for a couple of days, which is what I used to do. Uh huh. And I'll sit there and just ask the question. And then when he gets upset, I'll say, but I'm just asking questions. I'm not making statements. Are you, I'm not, I'm only asking you a question. Well, how am I supposed, I don't know that. I go, well, why are you telling me something that you don't know the answer to? How do you, how can you make a statement without knowing what the end, like why, the why, 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 how do you do that? So I in, don't know. That's what you have to do. I'm like, how does that make any sense? It's all good. And he gets upset. I'm like, those are all questions. I'm okay. So the, the beginning part sounds really good. But if he starts getting upset and says, I don't know, and does that exasperated thing, then in that moment, I would say, wow, what's, what's it feel like to not know? Oh, I don't know what happened. That was, I don't know what that will do. Or I would say, it seems like it's difficult for you to not know. Is that hard? So in other words, replace the mischievousness. And you know, the, 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 the mischievery, what's the word, mischief? The, the mischief of asking questions and sort of messing with people like that is unavoidable and fun. And you, know, you can be kind of devious for sure. It's, it's an, and I think the light side of that deviousness is that you're engaged, right? You're, you're with them and kind of you know, moving them and, oh, I can get them to think this, right? Cool. That's, it's good to be able to do that. But the higher road of that is love. You've got to bring those questions on a wave of love as best you can because that's what will get them to go in. So when he goes, how am I supposed to know? And gets, starts to get upset. That's your cue to ask a question from love because that's what right. you're in that moment. I'm working on it. I really am working yeah, on you, it. Clearly. You're, you're, I mean, yeah, if he's not giving you the silent treatment anymore, you're making progress. So keep going. You're trying to influence a very difficult to influence person. So, you know, this process is going to make you a Jedi question asker. And anytime you want to play the question game here or ask questions about questions or whatever, we can make that topic. I think I'm going to prepare some of those so that they're like... I'm going to do like a weekend review of what the challenge is. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. 
If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.